Wednesday. It is high noon here on MutinyRadio.fm. It's time for the AltaCast, bringing you alternative all kinds of things. Today we have some super fun guests. Timothy Pizza, you might know him from San Francisco comedy scene. Another podcast called Radiation Island, you can find on TrumpPizza.com. You might also know him from his dog Aldo. Or perhaps his work with Bubblegum Garbage Party. Or maybe the Fifi podcast. Uh, fuck Everything, Fuck You, that's his other podcast. Many, many bad guys. Very, very funny man. He's going to be joining us today. Also, Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, Wynn, will be here. Uh, I don't know when. I don't know how. She will arrive to make this a sweet and amazing moment for all of us. This Wednesday, August 24th. We're going to open with our new segment, thanks to Melissa Moore of DrugPolicy.org. Changing drug policy in the United States because harm reduction is what we should be looking at instead of uh, putting people in jail because we know that that causes a lot of harm to families, children growing up, things like that, especially for weed offenses. I mean, please. So uh, here is the hot off the presses. We're getting special PRs all the way from uh, the drugpolicy.org radness. Uh, hey, welcome, Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth. She made it. Yay. Yay. Are, are, the, are you having the, is it the uh, allergies? Allergies, yeah. 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 I never know if it's cocaine addiction or allergies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Kind of not not with you, yeah, but that's how I have, I have a joke about it. I'm cocaine addiction. That's so funny. I was just talking about that. Yeah. Well, we're we just started uh, with the uh, drugpolicy.org update yes, of today. Work. This is a this is a press release that was released August 18th, 2016. So when other news places are getting PRs, we're getting them too. Yay! Straight from. Uh, straight from the the eagle's mouth lion's teeth i don't know what that simile metaphor is it's not legal yet nearly 500,000 marijuana arrests in california in the last decade new dpa report finds nearly 9,000 felony arrests for marijuana in 2015 with blacks and latinos enduring greatest burden of marijuana enforcement california to vote to reduce criminal penalties and legally regulate marijuana this november yay okay so we're gonna we're gonna go straight into this um august 18th 2016 oakland california a new report by the drug policy alliance shows that there were nearly half a million marijuana felony and misdemeanor arrests in california between 2006 and 2015 thousands of california's were arrested annually for marijuana misdemeanors and felonies. These arrests are not equal. Black and Latino Californians are arrested for marijuana offenses at disproportionately high rates. In addition, youth under 18 years of age now make up the majority of misdemeanor arrests. Oh, so now we're getting the kids in. Yeah, getting the kids. Getting the kids in. So just so people understand numbers, 500,000, that's half a million people. That's sad. In California, and we're just talking about our state here. So this, you know, from 2006 to 2015. So in nine years, a half a million people uh, with 
felony and misdemeanor arrests. Nonviolent crimes. And being arrested sucks. It's not fun. It is not. It doesn't make you feel like a human. You don't. You're, you're detained. <laughs> you're literally <laughs> detained in ways you can't move your body in certain ways, whether it's zip ties or whether it's actual handcuffs. Um, and, and the food is terrible. And well, but even before that happens, I've seen people getting detained on the street, and I have no idea why they're being put to the ground. I didn't, they didn't look like a threat to me. I feel like there should be, I mean, we're talking about harm reduction again. If we're talking about harm reduction for drugs and you're pushing someone to the ground, you're creating harm. harm right. And, and of course, any person, any human being will get agitated and frustrated. So you're escalating the situation even more. Absolutely. Because there's no proper training. I mean, there's just the police, the whole system is. I'm sure they, there is training, but I, I mean, how... I, I wonder if, if there could be like, you know, p- people being involved in policing, like where if there was a thing where people got together and said, this is how we want to be policed, <laughs> or this is what we think is fair as practices, or, but that's the thing is it's all, when it's happening, it's, it's a snap judgment of how am I going to deal with this situation? Am I, am I going to, is it going to get violent? Is, are we going to talk this through? And I just, it always seems to go to I, violence. I think I think the fact that matter is just like they don't I I still say it the police haven't been properly trained and especially I was just reading a story about um a guy in South Carolina a deaf guy was shot by the police. <gasps> Oh yeah. man, because they were saying like get down on the ground, and he, could, and he, he couldn't hear them. Right. <laughs> oh, that's so and he was trying to. That's he was trying, awful. He was trying Sorry, to I'm read horrible. sign language to the end. The cop, dumbass, like killed him. That is insane. So I mean, that has something to do with also how how to be properly trained, you sure. know, and just like how you're describing how you know they get rough with individuals, you know, who are non-threatening, you know, yeah. it's it's, I, I I it's a control issue, it's a power thing. I mean, but that's the thing that we shouldn't. Then there should be more screening for the people that are getting there jobs in policing. Totally should be because if they're having issues with like power issues and they're bringing that to their job, that's like exactly the wrong person that it's, I want yes. holding a gun. Oh, you know, a- a- amen to that. <laughs> totally. Uh, in 1996, California became the first state to legalize medical marijuana when voters passed the Compassionate Use Act, Prop 215. In 2011, California lawmakers reduced possession of up to one ounce of marijuana for personal use from a misdemeanor to a non-arrestable infraction, similar to a traffic ticket. Despite California's more permissive marijuana possession laws, the state had 465,873 marijuana arrests between 2006 and 2015. While the number of misdemeanors dropped by 86% after possession for personal use was reduced from a misdemeanor to an infraction, felony arrests remained relatively stable. During this period, there were on average 14,000 marijuana felony arrests each year. This number dropped by a third to 8,866 in 2015. In addition, thousands of marijuana possession infractions were issued during this period, disproportionately burdening black and Latino young people. Yeah, I guess if it's a traffic ticket, they'd give them the people so they can make the money off it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, like, having a felony is nothing to joke about. I mean, this... It, you, you can't, can't vote. A, you can't vote. You can't get a job. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, but the majority of people of color who do have a felony on their record, 
can't get a job they can't get employed because once they find out you have a felony there's this I definite stigma yeah, yeah it's a that's scarlet like, letter it's totally like scarlet and letter. people go well you must have done something really bad to go to prison yeah and it's in the majority of the time is it's for non-violent crimes such as uh marijuana possession right right you know so it's a lot of things need to be changed with the system but it's just it's so frustrating well and that's once once it goes legal if it does do we let people out of jail for marijuana infractions and i think that answer should be yes because then we would you know depopulate the overcrowded prisons that already exist rather than continuing to build more prisons which mm. i call them plantations plantations <laughs> the modern day plantation uh, black latino and white people use and sell marijuana at similar rates yet black and latino people are more likely to be arrested for marijuana law violation black people were more than twice as likely as white people to be arrested for marijuana misdemeanors and nearly five times more likely than white people to be arrested for marijuana felonies latinos are 35 percent more likely than white people to be arrested for marijuana offense, 45% more likely for a misdemeanor and 26% more likely for a felony. I mean, lock those colored people up. <laughs> we're, we're so racist. Uh, youth and under 18 now account for the majority of marijuana misdemeanor arrests prior to 2011, the year that possession of marijuana for personal use was reduced from a misdemeanor to an infraction in California. Youth only accounted for a quarter of misdemeanor marijuana arrests. As of 2015, youth account for two-thirds of marijuana misdemeanor arrests in the case. In November, Californians will have the opportunity to vote on Proposition 64, the Adult Use of Marijuana Act. Everybody, look up Proposition 64, the Adult Use of Marijuana Act. Prop 64 contains important sentencing reforms that eliminate or reduce most criminal marijuana offenses. All penalty reductions will be applicable retroactively boom that's this is it that's what this is let people out of jail thousands of californians can petition to have their sentences reduced and hundreds of thousands more may be eligible for criminal record clearing wow i am hopeful that marijuana legalization as proposed by prop 64 will blow uh will deal a blow to discriminatory marijuana enforcement in california said alice huffman president of the c california hawaii and NAACP, NAACP. <laughs> Prop 64 also provides Californians the opportunity to repair decades of marijuana enforcement inequities through its retroactive sentencing and criminal record clearing provisions, along with dedicated community reinvesting funding. Yeah. Uh, this sounds all very exciting to me. I just wish it was going on like in the rest of the country. Every time I think about this I think about the story I mentioned to you last week about the man in New Orleans who was arrested and got 13 years for two J's uh, it's yeah. just the worst right I mean and then we get we get it all cycles back to harm reduction in that if you put someone in jail for having two joints and you say well they're a drug user and we're helping them and you're taking a parent away from a child you're taking a breadwinner away from a family breaking down the family you're you're but you're saying you're you're economically stymieing them and saying, I'm sorry, you don't get to um, have a comfortable life for a while here. It's going to be, we're going to dictate like the timing and the, you have to have a lawyer and now you have to go to court and now you have to do all these things. And how do you live? It is so hard to deal with the business of life just on your own. But then oh, if you're totally. in a legal anything, man, my DUI, That's, yeah. it was like, and I thought it was so difficult and that was nothing. Like people's law issues, and then that's a whole nother part of the economy. It's like, 
my DUI was some bullshit. People making money, though. The law lawyers make money off of people who are in trouble. Right. Like, that's how they make their living. And, and a lot of these prisons make money off human beings, mm. human body population. You know, here's Prop 64 that we're all going to vote on. Uh, by the way, thank you, Melissa Moore of drugpolicy.org for sending us thank the cutting you. edge press releases. I'm so excited <laughs> to know what's going on. So um, everyone should be voting for Prop 64 uh, in November here in California. Cur- this is the real legally, so it's going to uh, currently in California, non-medical marijuana use is unregulated, untaxed, and occurs without any consumer or environmental protections. To control, regulate, and tax adult use of marijuana act will legalize marijuana for those over 21 years old, protect children, and establish laws to regulate marijuana cultivation, distribution, sale, and use, and will protect Californians and the environment from potential dangers dangers. It establishes a Bureau of Marijuana Control within the Department of Consumer Affairs to regulate and license the marijuana industry. I want to work for the Bureau of Marijuana (laughs) when Prop 64 goes legal. Oh, what a dream to be able to work for the Bureau of Marijuana. Like to be, I have a state job and I regulate marijuana. La 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 la. That's not a far off dream. job. Oh, that sounds great. You know enough about it. So Uh, yeah, right. Marijuana is currently legal in our state for medical use and illegal for non-medical use. Abuse of the medical marijuana system in California has long been widespread, but recent bipartisan legislation signed by Governor Jerry Brown is establishing a comprehensive regulatory scheme for medical marijuana. The Control, Regulate, and Tax Adult Use of Marijuana Act, hereafter called the Adult Use of Marijuana Act, will consolidate and streamline regulation and taxation for both non-medical and marijuana medical marijuana. Wow. Hey, this is really exciting, California. Um, I'm so glad that we're being hella progressive. And um, let's see if I can read this one fast, too, because I see the word DUI, which makes me excited. <laughs> By the way, everybody, when I was a child, I wanted to be the Micro Machines guy. And I used to sit in front <laughs> of the mirror as a child, and I used to speak as fast as I could because with good diction because I wanted to be the Micro Machine guy or the person at the end of the insurance commercial that says everything really fast. Yeah, that you don't right. want to hear. <laughs> Just like this. Currently, marijuana growth and sale is not being taxed by the state of California, which means our state is missing out on hundreds of millions of dollars in potential tax revenue every year. The Adult Use of Marijuana Act will tax both the growth and sale of marijuana to generate hundreds of millions of dollars annually. The revenues will cover the cost of administrating the new law, laws and will provide funds to invest in health, public health programs that educate youth and present serious substance abuse, train local law enforcement to enforce the new law with a focus on DUI enforcement, Ooh. invest in communities to reduce the illicit market and create job opportunities, and provide for environmental cleanup and restoration of public lands damaged by illegal marijuana cultivation. All right. I mean, except for the focus on DUI enforcement, basically it's saying, how do you train someone to be like, this person's high and driving? Because the thing is, they can't give you a blood test because it'd be in your system anyway. So it's one of those things where how good of a, I mean, but it's. But you do have morons out there that will be smoking and then a cloud of smoke comes out the car once they roll down the window. So I mean, but. You're allowed to drive on Prozac, so you're allowed to drive. I mean, if you have a Ooh, I didn't know that. Of course you are. You can People don't say can't drive. If you're on antidepressants, they're like, oh, you're on Wellbutrin, drive to work. Don't have a problem. Don't worry about it. You're on Oxycontin, you can drive. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that one I think is a little different. Um, 
Here's the stuff about kids. Currently, children under the age of 18 can easily purchase marijuana on the black market as adults can. By legalizing marijuana, the Adult Use of Marijuana Act will incapacitate the black market and remove and move marijuana purchases to legal structure with safe, strict safeguards against children accessing it. The Adult Use of Marijuana Act prohibits the sale of non-medical marijuana to those under 21 years old and provides new resources to educate youth against drug abuse and train local law enforcement to enforce the new law. It bars marijuana businesses from being located within 600 feet of schools and other areas where children congregate. It establishes mandatory and strict packaging and labeling requirements for marijuana and marijuana products. And it mandates that marijuana and marijuana products cannot be advertised or marketed towards children. That's not bad. No. Um, and kids gonna get into it anyway, though. So right. Well, the thing is, I think what I like in here is that if you have a, me- you can still, as an 18 year old, get a medical card. You can even, as a 16 year old, get a medical card. So um, you just have to have more notes from your doctors. Um, well, this is really exciting, you guys. There are no laws governing adult use of marijuana businesses to ensure that they operate in accord. Oh, there are currently no laws governing adult use of marijuana businesses to ensure that they operate in accordance with existing California laws. Adult use of marijuana may only be accessed from the unregulated illicit market. The Adult Use of Marijuana Act sets up a comprehensive system of governing marijuana businesses at the state level and safeguards local control, allowing local governments to regulate marijuana-related activities, to subject marijuana businesses to zoning and permitting requirements, and to ban marijuana businesses by a vote of the people within a locality. So Mm. let's say uh, we decide here at Mutiny Radio to start uh, selling cookie brownies or something. First, they wouldn't let us because we have the kids. We got the Boys and Girls Club Club within, I don't know if it's 600 feet or 600 feet. So it might be too close there. But then also, let's say that there wasn't a Boys and Girls Club. Let's say that we're fine that way. It's saying that the neighborhood can vote it down. The neighborhood could say, you know what? Nah. Nah, we don't want a cookie. We don't want a marijuana cookie shop on that corner. But would but you they, say that's slightly kind of fair, though? Absolutely. Yeah, that's you know. fine. You know what? If if, you, if the neighborhood you live in says, you know, we really don't, that's not what we want. Because it's for the people and by the people. Right. And, that's, and that's, actually how, what, that's actually what democracy is. Right. And if people in this neighborhood wanted a place to buy cookie brownies, then... They'd say yes. yes. They'd say great. And I'm sure there, there are plenty of neighborhoods, especially in this city, because this is built upon neighborhoods that would totally welcome, right. you know, any kind of a... They either would or they wouldn't. You'd find. Uh, this is an interesting part here. Currently, le- illegal marijuana growers steal or divert millions of gallons of water without any accountability. This is absolutely true. Oh. They use so much water. You have no idea how much water it takes to, to grow to grow. A, really good weed uh, currently illegal marijuana growers steal or divert millions of gallons of water without any accountability the adult use of marijuana act will create strict environmental regulations to ensure that marijuana is grown efficiently and legally to regulate the use of pesticides good to prevent wasting water and to minimize water usage the adult use of marijuana act will crack down on the illegal use of water and punish bad actors while providing funds to restore lands that have been damaged by illegal marijuana grows if a business does not demonstrate they are in full compliance with the applicable water issue and environmental laws they will have their license revoked talking about licensing but hey it's great because i mean water is a serious thing in california absolutely oh yeah that's nothing to f around with we need it we need the water currently the courts are clogged with cases of nonviolent drug offenses by legalizing marijuana the use of marijuana act will alleviate pressure on the courts but continue to allow prosecutors to charge the most serious marijuana related offenses as felonies while reducing the penalties for minor marijuana related offenses as set forth in the act yeah chill out like if someone's got 15 pounds Fine. 
do something about it. But if they if they're holding <laughs> fifteen ounces, come on. Fifteen pounds, that's a pillow. <laughs> it's a lot. Pillow. It's actually a lot of weed. Um la 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 la. That's just, that's just boring stuff. Let's see, food and safety. Hey, uh, the Adult Use of Marijuana Act ensures the non-medical marijuana industry in California will be built around small and medium-sized businesses by prohibiting large-scale cultivation licenses for the first five years. Ooh. The Adult Use of Marijuana Act also protects consumers and small businesses by imposing strict anti-monopoly restrictions for businesses that participate in the non-medical marijuana industry. Wow. Cool. Um, Okay, so... I'm not going to bore you guys with all the rest of the legalese. We've got all this stuff about personal use and blah, 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 and all kinds of other stuff, um, medical and blah, blah, blah. But you guys can look it up yourself. Uh, go to www.yeson64.org and you can get this PDF um, that will tell you all about Proposition 64. Uh, going, please vote yes in uh, California. Because why would you not? Right. Come on, friends. It's time to legalize it's, it. I mean, just think about how much it'll boost the economy here. And I'm, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not Absolutely. just even thinking about like, oh, I, you know, I finally get to smoke weed freely in this state. No, I'm actually oh, but I'm happy about, about the fact that how much, you know, will be it'll be given back into the economy and, and how many jobs will be possibly created. I would like to work for the Bureau of Marijuana. Yeah. And it's uh, a whole new industry. Absolutely. Jonathan keeps complaining too about water usage and things like that. So about just what's happening with California. And so, I mean, I'm glad that they have a water usage stipulation in there and they're thinking about the environmental impact of large scale growing operations. Right. Because it's we're I mean the thing everyone is everyone wants weed. Everybody wants weed. <laughs> we need we obviously we need the water to grow it, so we have right. to rationalize with our water and what have you. And so it's, you know, yeah. I'm just waiting for the whole country to fall into this place well you guys please look up www.drugpolicy.org check out what they have to say Uh, check out uh, yes on prop 46 here in california and we're going to listen to a song right now by peter tosh legalize it Smoking 
singing Smoke Two Joints, originally originally written by Pato Bonton, I believe. Uh, great song. Love smoking joints. Uh, hey. Yeah. That's, so that's the end of uh, our Legalize It segment, new segment on the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm. Uh, all right. So the second part of the show I wanted to dedicate to, uh, it's, uh, I wish we had a, a drink in our hands right now. I'll have to go get some. It's a Here's to You McHugh. Uh, so we're going to dedicate this section. Uh, one of my friends from college uh, died. He oh, just no. turned 43 recently. And uh, oh, he had a terrible, like, a brain aneurysm. And it was, like, really crazy because it's the first friend of mine from college. Now, my friends from college, all I left them all with the divorce. So <laughs> they're all down <laughs> in San Diego. My ex-husband's going to go to the... I was, so tomorrow there's this amazing event called Jeffapalooza to celebrate his life. Um, his amazing wife, Betsy, uh, and their friends they put together this really great celebration because he had always said, oh, I just want to have a big fucking party. Um, but he was a great guy, and he was really, really funny and amazing. And uh, and it was hard for me. I wanted to go back to celebrate on this day, but it there was a financial constriction, A. Uh, and then B, I was kind of <laughs> basing it off how the noise pop thing was going to go. Like, if noise pop went really well, it was going to be like, okay, I can leave and go down there and I can get this done. And uh, But, oh, it was just, uh, that was an abysmal failure. So, but the reason that I don't want to make it about, it's not about me. The day was, the day is tomorrow is going to be about the memory of our friend who's an amazing human being. And uh, I just didn't know if I could even handle going down and seeing my ex-husband for the first time. and Seeing your past it's- Seeing my past in the, but yeah, he has a new wife and he has two kids and all these people have kids and I haven't seen anybody in nine years since I left. And I was like, and I mean, I haven't seen Jeff McHugh in nine years either since I left. So, but I mean, I did, I mean, we were like really incredible friends for like 10 years of, of my life. So I'm like, oh, that's a quarter of the time. And we went to Burning Man together in, in 2003 and that was amazing. And, uh, so but it's really difficult. They're going to put the fun in funeral, you know, because everyone's <laughs> yeah. going to have, and it's going to be about having a good time. And I hope that, like, God forbid, if anything happened to me or any of my friends, we would kind of be the same have way a about celebration. it. Have a celebration. But, I mean, it's devastating when you think, I'm, I turned 42 this year. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's scary stuff. Like when. Is. Like, this is not the time to start talking about death. But, right. But the scary, the reality of it is, actually, any time is a good time to talk about death. It can happen anytime. Exactly. And, and you know, you know, not just planning your funeral, but, like, you know, <laughs> what, like, you know, what to do about family members and other things right. and possessions. I'm going to write on a bar napkin that Jonathan gets my 401ks. Is that, <laughs> is that legal enough? Yeah. Does that hold up in a court of law? You wrote it. it, it, I, it, it, it I haven't done it yet. I just thought after this event, I, mean, I was it's like, your I, handwriting. Should, I should write down. Get that shit notarized. <laughs> right. It's a bar go. napkin. There you go. I notarize it with like Bailey's. Put it in and, a safe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two drops of Bailey's and a little bit of vodka. And, it's uh, just like because 43 is still so it's still young 50, so young 53 even if we say 63 now it still seems like it's still young right because as you're creeping up 
and age, everything, you know. And the time goes faster. Exactly. It's so weird. It's right. so weird. Time, ugh. I'm, and people change and people... Well, and that's the thing. And I wanted to go back and see... I'm sure every, I, people are still the same. I think your situations just change. But um, I was really interested to go back. But... I just, I, Jonathan couldn't go, and I honestly didn't know if I was strong enough to be able to see my past like that without the security of my future, you know? I see. And yeah. it all sounds so selfish because it isn't about me. It's about the person who died and about his family and about comforting them and about all that kind of stuff. And it's about making peace with, you know, I don't know. I don't know what funerals are about, remembering and celebrating Sometimes the person. these moments, though, you know... Are, I mean, unfortunately, sometimes it's either death or weddings that bring people together right. that you have not seen in forever. It's almost like that movie, The Big Chill. Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. They all come together for the, 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 for the funeral. And they yeah. hadn't seen each other in a very long time. Right. So this would probably have been your big it chill It would have moment. been a big chill moment. I didn't want to. You know what? And I just, I didn't feel like I could do it alone, you yeah. know? Because it would be... And then my biggest fear was that there was going to be an after party after the thing in the afternoon event, and like I wouldn't be invited. <laughs> that was my biggest fear: is like people wouldn't want to hang out with me. Are you in fear of, or were you, or are you? I should say, are you in fear of the fact of what they would be thinking since you've been gone so long, and now you're coming back? That part of it, and I mean, it's I wouldn't want to like talk about myself because if anybody was interested about what I'm doing, my Facebook is open for everybody, and anybody could know at any time exactly what I'm doing. It's yeah. all there. Like, yeah. I'm completely open. So if people are like, what have you been doing? What are you up to? I'd be like, I, I you can look on Facebook. <laughs> Let's talk about Jeff. <laughs> I don't want to. I just didn't want it to become like a proving ground for me where I have to, was like going back and I was like, I have to show my ex-husband that my new boyfriend is so much cuter and that my life is okay and that I didn't need anybody's help and I can do it on my it's, own and that I went to graduate school and, and I've got, I think. I think it's like going to a high school reunion kind right. of. Be you like know. going to a, yeah, a yeah. divorce reunion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, it's but I mean, did he have any kids and stuff? No, Jeff McHugh didn't have any kids. He and his wife always said they just didn't want to have kids, which I respected so much. They had a really great dog, and um, they owned a business together. They were wedding photographers, so they were like oh. purveyors of happiness and beauty and remembrance of oh, people's special man. day. And they were just this couple that was so in love, and they were college sweethearts. sweethearts? Yeah, we all went to UCSD, and they started dating like their his senior year in school, and then they were together, and they lived together, and... See, they got I, married and I they just, bought houses together. I feel so bad for her. Oh, I know. You know it's just, that's it's just got to be devastating. I'm like the love of her life for 21 years. Yeah. yeah so that's, I think that's, to me, you know. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking because that's something that, you know, death is not something easy that you get over, right. like, in six months. Yeah. And especially when it's, to find love like that, right. that is so unconditional and you have such a history together and knowing that that person is gone. When you spent half you of your adult them, life Yeah, you, know, you, you smell yeah. them in your sheets right. and you, you still have their clothes. You know, it's just, it's got to be total. Yeah. It's. I know. I, it's it's inconceivable for, for me at this point. I mean, I mean, I had to freak out the other day because the cat went to the vet, to the emergency veterinarians, and I thought after that after that moment when I got him home, I was like, we were in the car on the way back, and he was all drugged up, poor kitty, and I thought, I can never have children. I can't. If I feel this like hysterical. insane and hysterical about the concept of my cat dying, like 
a baby, That's the a child. Yeah. But I just can't imagine. It would be so stressful. It'd be hey. Speaking of loving animals, uh, we have Aldo and he's gonna park. Timothy Pizza in the house. Aldo's here, talking about death. That's what we're talking about. He's wearing black. He's yeah. absolutely ready. So is. Latoya, the sheriff of truth, looking amazing as always. I love this little cutout that you have. And I don't want to objectify you because you are so much more than looking amazing. But you look really, really stellar today. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm going to steal that vest from you. I know. I love this vest. I like this. (laughs) Yeah, I'm again, this is the second day in a row I've like put myself together and people have been like, holy crap, what happened? And I'm like, well, remember when I asked everybody for all those clothes? Well, now I have all of them and I'm putting them together in really cute and fun ways. And it seems to be working out really well for me because I didn't have to spend any money. And I have style. I just have to get the right pieces and put them together with my style. And uh, so now I look like a rich 14-year-old instead of a poor 14-year-old, which is nice. No more holes in my jeans. Uh, Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. So I, and I don't want to turn 42 because I love 41 because I feel like I've just transposed the numbers. 41, have some fun. I feel like I'm 14. I really, literally feel... I mean, okay, sometimes I have pains in my head or like I, my kidney will stab me. But other than those weird like adult pains, um, I feel like a 14 year old kid. I feel like I think, I mean, so I'm taking care of a kid this weekend and there's a birthday party in the afternoon that I get to go to. And I'm like, do I get to play the games or do I have to, and I don't want to like embarrass the children, but like, I want to play the games. And then I thought, but am I the crazy nanny lady that they bring to the party and I'm playing the games and that makes me. You're the cool one. I don't know if I'm playing the games. I don't know. Cause listen, even when I babysit my uh, best friend's seven year old daughter and we go to the park, I'm playing on the monkey bars with her as well. And I do notice some of the parents, some of them do and then the majority of them don't they sit back but no I, I I think the involvement in playing the games that's what kids like I liked it when I when I was a kid when I would see adults play with the kids I, like with us I think though that now that my friend is 10 I think I embarrass her we went to the park the other oh, day she's 10 we were swinging on the swings oh, okay. and she was like why are you swinging on the swings I'm like because swings are fun and she's like Every, I'm like nobody's looking at me. Don't She's worry about it. Ten. That's when that pre-adolescent. Yeah. St- You're asshole, weird. Yeah. That starts coming. Why in. do you have to be so weird? It's it's not fun anymore. Like when they're six or seven or eight, when it's just like yay. When they're ten, they're like uh. This is for kids, and you're not yeah, a kid. Yeah. Right, like, exactly. Well, you're a little asshole, <laughs> and you're 10. Shut up. And it only gets worse. <laughs> uh, I, I love them. My favorite thing right now is to take them to the Children's Creativity Museum. This is a plug for the Children's Creativity Museum. If you haven't been there in the Yerba Buena, Buena Gardens and you have children, you're an insane person. I don't know how many people with children listen to the AltaCast, but if you do, take them to the third floor for the best karaoke room in town it's amazing the uh, third floor they have a whole green screen and you get to pick your background and they have a bunch of songs to sing karaoke and it's amazing we're gonna see if i can find my um that's all i have it i have the one with me and sabine singing kung fu fighting which is surprisingly (laughs) racist i don't know if you guys know this about kung fu fighting but it's a really racist song um it's i'm telling you i had no idea but it's I have no problem embarrassing children because I still feel like a kid and and I'm really worried because like if the lighting is right 
I look in the mirror and I feel like I still look the same, but then sometimes the lighting is wrong and I see myself usually backlit behind the screen of the of the iPad tablet, right? And I'm like, oh my God, is that what is that what I look like? That's like what the mind playing oh man. My mind is playing mind well, playing about, tricks on me. I'm turning 35 on Monday. And, uh, oh, snap. I, what are you doing for your birthday? Well, I am going to Chicago tomorrow, so oh. I, I will be gone for about 10 days. Wow, you're going to have so much fun. Yeah, so I already have two birthdays planned. My mom is planning one, and then my other best friend back home is... And that's where all the debauchery is going to happen. So yeah. I have the rated G and the rated X right birthday party but i just think about the fact that going you know i still feel like a big kid like this whole week i've been thinking about like 35 like i remember i was talking to my mom when she was 35 and i was a teenager you know i was like 12 and it's just so weird like time gets time spins out of control as you get older yeah it does and i always feel like you know I'm having this inner battle with myself about like, should I grow up? But I still like being a kid, but should I still grow up? And I, I notice people who are in our age group or what have you, some of the light and the happiness are gone from those people. <laughs> and it's sad and I don't wanna be that person. I still wanna be the old lady playing on the monkey bars or going to Chunky e. Cheese and you know, having a good time. Chuck E. Cheese has the worst pizza. It is, it is like shit. cardboard. It but is the worst thing that's ever happened to pizza. I used to, to love pizza. to jump in the balls. Oh, it's so scary. Once the, they poop in the, once some kid poops in the balls, I took kids when I was a camp counselor and I was dealing with tiny kids, like kindergartners, first graders together. And we took them to one of those ball pit places inside where they can jump around forever. And somebody pooed in the balls. See, I, it always smelled like piss to me. I never, I luckily I never had any shit stories from that. All right, uh, this is a plug for the Children's Creativity Museum. This is me and my friend Sabine singing Kung Fu Fighting, a surprisingly <laughs> racist song. She's doing a great job, too, by the way. She uh, has special needs, and she never read or heard this song before, and she read all the lyrics oh, wow. off the thing. I was Good really girl. proud of her. And look, there we are. <laughs> and action. Oh, ha, ha, the background of the uh, weird uh, creepy uh, pumpkins. Oh ho ho ho. That's not come. Everybody was comfortable. Those kicks were not as lightly. I love it. In fact, it was a little, little bit frightening. But they fought with every every time. (laughs) There was Funky Clown Man from from Bunny's Town Town. They were chopping chopping them. It was Chinese art. And everybody knows that part from a corner ship. And it came from the ship. Everybody was part of the I love the fact that she's not one of those shy kids. She's not shy at all. We're also wearing weird outfits. I have a tutu on my leg, and she's wearing a weird dress. And you, everybody, every time. 
It drops out here for a second, but it comes back. Don't worry, you can hear the rest of us sing karaoke. This is, there it is. There, oh, yeah, comes back. It's, oh, oh, it, maybe it doesn't come back. It's not that important to watch the whole thing, but it is That's me so and cute. a friend in Bear. That's so cute. It's you probably embarrassing you know a small child. You might. You might have got her started on something. Well, I've had her do, um, I've had her sing, uh, or do, what's it called, comedy before. She came with me once. Uh, it was a Monday, or it was the night at Brainwash where I, it was a showcase and I was getting 10 minutes or whatever, and I said, hey, I'm babysitting. I asked the parents, can I bring the girls? They said yes. Uh, Timothy Pizza knows these wonderful girls because they took care of his uh, dog, Aldo, the other day. Uh, but... So uh, I asked the parents, hey, can I take them to brainwash? And they said, yes. So we got there early and we got a burger. And then I went first and I did a clean set. But I brought Isabella and Sabine with me up on stage. So Isabella made a picture for me. And it was, I used to have a joke that was, um, you know, you guys, I, I had to go number two the other day. I, I sat on the bowl. It, it was so big it curled around. I went number six. And so during the joke, she unrolled a piece of poo she drew a piece of poo that was shaped like a six and had like little peanuts in it and everything that's so funny and then um sabine grabs the mic and this is when she was like six and she grabs the mic for me and she goes when my nanny pammy sits on the toilet she poops and farts and the whole audience just laughed and that brainwash just burst into hilarious laughter and uh, it was it was great fun had by everyone. I did a clean set, and they were most all poop jokes because I I, I really don't know how else to be clean other than to do toilet humor. Uh, toilet humor, which is, is the somehow best. clean. And I don't care. Kids love sh- shit talk. Absolutely, yeah. they do. And even as an adult, I still think poop pooping is fun. We can all relate to it, which is the best part because we all do it. Oh, we better. Uh, Right, I know. There's sometimes Timothy Pete's is trying to he's trying to plug trying into to the box. Trying to plug the headgear. Yeah, uh, you guys are listening to the Altacast here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm joined, as always, by the lovely Sheriff of Truth, Latoya Wynn. Hello. And uh, I'm Pam Benjamin, your host. We are now joined by Timothy Pizza. Of I think great you some fame. Headgear. And uh, we, uh, it's always questionable at mutiny radio whether you can hear anything or fly blind <laughs> we sound amazing yes. uh so do you glad to have you with us yeah. thank you welcome so you're dressed in black today what are you mourning um actually it's uh i, I always wear black but i'm actually i don't know if i'm mourning yet uh i have a friend uh, or sort of family member, I guess, uh, who went into brain surgery at 6 a.m. Whoa. So I'm on the front Could be dead. Whoa. Yeah. Well, that's ar- irony right there. Brain friend. surgery. Yeah, he, my friend died. He was 43, and he died of a brain aneurysm a couple weeks ago. And he was one of my best friends from college. Oh, wow. And tomorrow is like the, the Jeffapalooza party in San Diego. I, I couldn't make it down, sadly. Uh, um, but it's I, crazy. How old is your friend pseudo brother family member person uh he is uh 44 oh my god did he smoke nothing just beer beer yeah wow and going into the hospital yeah uh just uh no uh, no no drugs as far as i know uh you know big family uh Wow, intense. Well, I hope he's okay. Ditto. Go, go yeah. doctors. I like that joke by Zach Wiseman where he says, like, you know, that you, 
anyone can take out a tumor. You just pay the doctor to be careful. <laughs> He's like, I can take out your kidney, but I'm going to look at your liver, too, because I've never seen one of those. It's good Zach Wiseman, Jim. Yeah. Yeah. I hope his, uh, his doctors are super good at I can't imagine someone, I mean, doing that surgery, you're like, okay, we're going to chop the top of your head off, you know, with, like, the bone saws, right? And then they, like, pull up your skull, and then they mess around in your brain. You yeah. Know? Don't they keep you awake, too, and be like, can you make sure your motor skills are still in ki- intact? They'd have to give you ketamine, I bet. I, mean, uh, I have yeah. no idea. Because right? I, I think, I remember watching one on TV, and they were asking the guy, so they were, like, poking around. He's like, ooh, I hear music. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, mean, so I don't know if that's a different thing or if that's every brain surgery. I have no fucking idea, but, um, yeah. I don't know if I could handle the concept of brain surgery. It's so delicate. I could probably it's give it to myself with a Beretta that told me I was ever going to get surgery. Um, it's just like, it, that's just one part of you know your body that it's just so delicate and you don't know if you're going to come out back alive or what have you. Right. Or, well, you I mean, remember or, lobotomies? Or, or the same. Remember lobotomies? Yeah. Let's just take out part of the frontal lobe and they'll feel so much better about the world. <laughs> I know, well, see, this, is the, this is the whole part of it that makes me like either fully not believe in God or fully hate God because... Uh, <laughs> Like I deserve brain cancer, you know. Like I, you, I mean, God. compared to compared to this guy, you know, I like, I, you know, I don't, I don't have anybody. I, the world's not losing any. I mean, I mean, my friend, sure, yeah, they'll be upset. Um, but I mean, you know, this dude's got people that depend on him. You know, like yeah, kids, family, blah blah blah. Um, doesn't deserve it at all. I mean, not that I do, but I can think of plenty of people who probably do. It's always um, the wrong people that yeah. end up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I definitely have a list of people that I'd like to see get brain cancer. <laughs> yeah. I have a, I have a list. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Do we have to know them? No. Well, I'm sure you know. Okay, so. Um, She's like, number one. Number one. <laughs> I write it in lipstick on my mirror. Um, when I directed this play a long time ago, uh, a little play called No Exit by Jean-Paul Sartre, uh, I did the, the set design in, in the play is set in hell. And so I set it as um, my grandmother's house with three sofas and they were all covered in plastic and like wood paneling halfway up. But the, the thing that I made everybody do for the set design is everyone who had any part of involvement at all in the play had to bring two framed pictures of people that they wanted to see in hell. <laughs> so like nice. on the wall, like one of the things it was, I had a framed poster of Mary Kate and Ashley. Nice. So that was a big one. And then like, there was a picture of me from, of myself from senior prom. That nice. person needs to go to hell. Yeah. And uh, people had their ex bosses, like old, they had, I mean, it was crazy. And so everybody, for, I was anyone who had any part of it at all. I was like, you need to bring two framed photographs of people that you want to be in hell. And then it was on the set design, and it was great fun because it filled up all of the walls, and there couldn't be any windows anyways, and it was just stacked with all these people. I'd that love we to were, see photos of that. If that you would be awesome. Yeah. I don't know if I have photos you, of that. Yeah, it was really good set I'm design. I'm just trying to imagine being an audience member of thinking, because now the wall is another character of itself. Right, of like, yeah. Who are these people? Right. They must have been done bad things or just, you know, it's, that's just clever. Yeah, thank it's you. I also put a heater in the corner of the room. So as the play went on, hour and 20 minutes, no intermission, it kept getting warmer and warmer. Intensified in, the in acting. The, the sound design was the girl from Ipanema over and over and over with a little skip before it started again. And toward the end of the play, the audience would start like jumping in their seats whatever yeah. the skip would happen and people would ask me like did you raise the volume on that and I was like no it was on three the entire play uh, it never moved at all it just kept 
going on a continuous loop. But it, people perceived it as getting louder and louder. Um, I used to do stuff like that all the time in music. Like we had one song that just slowly drifted out of phase. Like uh, all, when you, you know, the there's little things in your board that make sure all the sounds at phase. Otherwise, it just does something to your brain that just makes it insane to listen to. Um, like because the songs will be together, and then we, you know, we split them just so they'd uh, kind of uh, just be like a little bit off. Well, um, so left and right. On the left and right stereo, or I'm not sure. Because so I remember thing. Pavement from the early '90s used to do a weird thing where they'd loop sound around from left to right when you were wearing headphones, and so when you listen to a song, it'd go like, wah, 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 like the, it'd play on the right ear and then the left ear, and it would sort of circle around and give you like almost like a vertigo feeling, nice. because it would s- switch headphones. I don't know, it's music. Yeah, and I would also uh, hide these. Um, some of them were really, really pretty and some of them were god-awful. They're called uh, binaural beats. Um, and you, uh, I can he- kind of hear them. I can sort of see what they're doing. I'm deaf in one ear, but um, most of the stuff I did, I can actually hear the effects. But um, uh, <laughs> You're just guessing at the effects? Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I found these things called, uh, I found this thing called the digital drug and I'd leave it on. It was just like this weird fluttery sound and um, it would make me focus. Like I would get stuff done. Um, huh. So I, so I guess you hear, you know, in like, you know, left and right ear, and then it makes this tone happen. When the two tones hit your eardrums, they make a third tone happen um, in the center of your head. Whoa. Yeah. Alchemy, yeah. wizardry, sorcery. Um, and, uh, you know, they're supposed to be like, people say they heal you or whatever. Some people say they get you high. There's like videos of kids acting like they're on ecstasy listening to them on YouTube. Um, but those kids are dumb shits. <laughs> uh, and they're going to regret doing that. Uh, yeah, 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 not good. Um, I'm curious about, I'm thinking about getting into sound design for plays. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. I was doing uh, a show last weekend, and um, I was doing sound design for that. I didn't know that that's what it was called. I was just, you know, making all these crazy noises and robot voices and cool stuff. And um, You had fun. Yeah, they run plays there, too. Um, so, well, that's how it all started is because there was a... Uh, play happening there called like the ice cream sandwich incident and the whole thing takes place on a spaceship so we got to use a spaceship as a set for our show fun times so I was like oh I'm gonna bring some robot voices and then uh, they saw me doing all this cool shit and then they pulled me aside and they're like have you done plays before you know blah 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 blah. so um, uh, they might call me up and have me work with that's uh, that's awesome that's really cool yeah. All because of different robot sounds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the robot voices failed miserably because um, <laughs> I. What about Z- what's the name? Not Zardoz. What's the name of your Akron? Yeah, Akron. That's uh, Akron, the, the the robot that runs your other uh, podcast. I gotta fix that. Um, but that's kind of still Akron's voice is kind of Steve's baby, and for me to set it up, it's. Uh, <laughs> Um, uh, don't break the fourth wall here. Akron is a computer yeah, robot yeah, who a, runs a, the pi- podcast. He's, he's a pile of flesh and circuitry. Um, <laughs> and he's very angry all the time. Um, yeah. He, uh, he wrote a song. For me, I should find it, actually. The... Um, the fuck you care him, you don't know shit song. I know, I have the, I'm making the... Fuck you care him, you don't know shit! Um, there's gonna be a reply to that song, too. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh, to the sandwich screamer? Yeah, the Akron, to the sandwich Akron screamer. and I, were, I let Akron take over my brain, and he uses all my instruments. Wow. Uh, so, th- that should be good. That should be super exciting. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can't wait for the, uh, 
that everybody should listen on trunkpizza.com. Look up uh, Radiation Island. Yes. That's the other podcast. Yes. One of the other podcasts that Timothy Pizza. Tim, tell us. Uh, Timmy. Tim. <laughs> Tim. Uh, tell us what else is going on with you. You work with Bubblegum Garbage Party. That was successful on on um, Friday. You had a great time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and then I also Tom's Bridgman and yeah, um, that is uh, Tom's show. He uh, started out as a podcast here, um, and then uh, he took it on tour uh, um, around the North Coast. Um, I flew out to be on one of the shows in Seattle and it was sold out and it was great and, cool. and that was when I was like this show could really be something amazing so uh, I will, he started doing it at Piano Fight and he got a really bad time slot and it was hard for him to you know keep it booked get people to go like midnight on a Thursday night. or yeah, something yeah. yeah it was a weird time yeah so they gave us this other really weird time but it's easier it's 4 o'clock or 4.20 on a Saturday which you know why I was just thinking about it when I was walking by there the other day it's absolutely perfect because it's on a Saturday and you have so many tourists Yeah. and you could actually flyer and you could get tourists to come to that at 4.20 it's the perfect time where and they have snacks and stuff there so they've been walking around all day they're kind of tired they want to do something weird and fun and it's so San Francisco and so bizarre and so strange and so close to Powell and so close to so many of those Union Square hotels that I feel like if you guys did like a day hey put tell him I'll tell him put me on a show and I'll I'll flyer we'll fucking pack the joint on a Saturday just with tourists because they'll all you give them a flyer say oh it's two for one if you have this flyer I mean they'll eat it up yeah, no, it's great. Um, or a great gold star or whatever. People just, love that gold star shit. It just feels good to work there. It's a cool spot. Like, it's like, the bar is so cool. The bar is it so like cool. they could film a movie in there. It's so nice. Um, yeah, that stained glass of the bear with the, the wings is the incredible. And the box theaters are painted all black, and then you never know what set's going to be up there, so it's always kind of a surprise. Um, it's cool. It feels very, uh, I guess, professional. Um, yeah, that's yeah. the right word. Yeah, it's good. Um, let's see what else I got going on. Oh, yeah. Uh, the fundraiser show here. Yeah, um, that's going to be fun. That's going to be special. Uh, Conister and I are doing our, uh, uh, our, uh, our keynote, our keynote yeah. presentation um, about the uh, about the lizard people. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So that'll be good. Um, that'll be a bit of a production. Yeah. Um, yeah. That show's on September 30th. You know, and this Friday, actually, you brought up Chris Kanatzer. Chris Kanatzer is also part of his uh, Radiation Island podcast. He's on this Friday's show, um, Millennials versus Gen Xers. So it's over 30, 40 versus under 30 comedians. So it's uh, Chris Kanatzer, Paul Brumbaugh, Tony Sparks, and myself. <laughs> and then the young kids are like Connor Doherty and John Alcabees, like young, like 21 year old. I should have gotten. T- um, What's his name? Tim Young. I should actually ask him if he wants to jump in because he's 21 or whatever. Or Mike Evans Jr. Actually, I should have him jump in because he's 21. He's a young, young, young <laughs> yeah. tyke. But that's going to be a fun show just because I'm excited. to. Whenever Tony Sparks does actual comedy, I fucking love it. But also Chris Kanatzer, anything he does, I'm always yeah, super on board. Yeah, great. Um, we've, uh, we ran open mic at Brainwash last week. It was pretty bizarre. It was fun. Yeah, you uh, said there was a fight or something ridiculous happened? There's been like a fight every single night I've been there recently. Last night there was another one where the the one guy, Dylan, who isn't really a comedian and sometimes he sings and he's usually just on drugs, but he doesn't actually buy anything or he just kind of hangs out. And uh, That guy saved my night, but uh, yeah, he's... um, uh, Our whole thing was... uh, 
we were trying to get up here. Ah, uh, um, right. And uh, we were texting uh, with the booker, like, hey, does anybody else want to do this? And he's like, somebody's got to do it. And we're like, we're not going to bail on you. So nobody would do it. And uh, Connor and I were bummed. And I had all my gear from the Bubblegum show. So I was like, let's play music really low um, and have the com- comedians talk over it. And we'll put vocal effects on like delay and reverb and make them sound fun. all spaced out. I thought it was going to be really fun. Um, some people did not like it. Oh, they thought you were fucking with their jokes. No, they just said uh, that it sounded like shit and they wanted it to stop. Oh. Yeah. Just like, this music's fucking stupid, turn it off. And, I'm, and I was like, you know, this is my show, right? And then, you uh, know. Oh. And then it, it, it kind of escalated, but it didn't. I, this is an audience member? No, it's like, it was a comic. Um, but. Uh, Fuck that comic. Exactly. A comic? Yeah. Come on. Mm-hmm. They're uh, not real. <laughs> they don't have any aesthetic you know, vision on your show on a Saturday yeah. and they didn't want to run it. So fuck them. Exactly. And then, um, it's what you should have said. You said, you want to do it? I'm out of here, man. You f- I guess host the rest of the night. Some people that weren't there apparently are talking about the way that I acted. Um, ah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so, um, I don't know. I am not, uh, I don't have any regrets and I'm not apologetic. I mean, I was short and to the point. Um, I think I just said like, you know, I run the show, right? And then, I was just like, okay, okay, well, and then um, he was uh, saying he wouldn't stop making fun of me um, in the music, so I just said, why don't you quit fucking crying and tell a fucking joke? <laughs> so um, he was on funny. stage, so this happened when he was on stage? Mm-hmm. Oh, gotcha, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, there was some other words exchanged, and then I think it kind of laughed in his face a little bit, and then nice. um, my insanely drunk friend followed him on the street trying to apologize for me, and I think he took that the wrong way and maybe started running. I don't, my friend was so wasted, I don't know what what happened that he was trying to explain it to me but uh you know that my friend with the mullet that shows up here sometimes and like talks really loud and like uh kind of freaks out the comics friend with a mullet he's got a mullet and glasses he was wearing like metal shirts I, have no I, idea. I, I mean, I know I, I his name's Chris Minion. <laughs> I, mean, um, I have a friend with a mullet that wears metal T-shirts that comes in here and talks to comedians all the time too, and he's usually drunk. Yeah. We all have one. Yeah. No, I don't know if I know. I don't remember. I probably by sight, but you know. Yeah, but you know, I mean, I'm not uh, upset about it. Well, and you're not a confrontational guy, so. I mean, you don't strike well, you me know, as. Like, but if people get in my face, you've seen me lose it. Like when that guy was yelling at you and I lost it. Um, oh. Yeah. Like, when did this happen? Well, it's which guy yelled? There's so many yeah, guys yelling right at me. Right out front, the, the comic parked his car in the driveway and you were like trying to tell him that he's going to be gone in two minutes and the guy was screaming at you. Oh. And then I ran out and like, got in between both you guys and started screaming at the guy. I don't remember. He was a very tall man. Oh, was it the Uzi guy who was threatening me all the time and was super scary? No, no. but I... Oh. Yeah, do you remember now? No, I still don't remember. Um, but thank you for yeah. thank you for taking care of me. Thank you for yelling. Yeah, know. yeah. I mean, I was, because he was, you don't talk to people like that. You don't, oh. you know, it's just like, it's like, hey, you know, what's going on with the car? Instead of just like, you effing this, you effing that, blah, 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 I've told you so many, blah, blah, you know, just like. Right, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. But, well, you know, barking in the mission is really difficult and uh and people get up in arms about it all the time yeah and like i was trying to move the guy's car for him and he's screaming and i'm like i could have moved the car two minutes ago if you didn't you know shut up you know right. just like like it could have been done already like right. we're working on it 
cars. Yeah. That's yeah. why I don't drive anymore. Oh. Yeah. It is such the bane of people's existence. But Poor I, Jonathan I mean, I get people flip out. You know, they get in their weird zone. But I that. think also people are a little bit too sensitive and impatient before they flip out. Like, yeah. you know, especially dealing with some of the stupid ass people I have to deal with where I work. It's just like people flip out over the smallest shit. Yeah. You know, and it's just like there's no need to raise your voice. There's no need for you to get all agitated. My coffee needs to be 202 degrees, right. okay? Yeah. 202. Yeah, and then like for example, like if this is if this was your show that you were doing, and if, if, if it was some kind of experimentation, I mean, it's something different. And the thing is, I guess a lot of people aren't used to... Well, the thing is, he could have said, please. He could have came up to you before. The, the yeah. way you, you talk to people. Yeah. The way... And, I, that, and that's what I don't get either. Because I was raised, you, you, if, you're not going to get anything done if you're talking to people, you yeah. know, ignorant. Well, yeah. now I'm a terrible person because... <laughs> I talk to people terribly all the time because I, I mean there are times when I'll come in here and I have to clear things out and I'm like it's time for you I mean and people have said like you know we would listen to you more if you weren't such a cunt about it and I'm like okay see, well, th see right there <laughs> you don't need to call names yeah. well right but it's like I've seen you do that a hundred times and it's like and it's not just because I know you I know when people are very busy and I know when to sit the fuck out of their way you know like if you're in your mode I go sit in a chair and do my thing and wait till you finish doing what you have to do right well, what, you know like I know how to like read people and the, I think yeah, that's, that's a problem <laughs> people don't know common sense yeah. you know like certain things like if you see someone busy or what have you don't just stop and like ask them a fucking question for about five minutes well, about the same thing yeah or you know if you don't like something don't approach them like by i don't know insulting them you know it's just it's the, the, re the thing the thing that gets me angry all the time is when i am working on something and you can tell i'm working on something but someone for whatever reason expects my time right then yeah like they expect me to pay attention to them right then and especially if i'm in here and it's not my show next and i'm just working i don't really have to address people and i i, I make the choice when someone walks in i'm either going to address them right away and be like hey yeah welcome to mutiny radio cool 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 but sometimes you know they're a guest of another show or i'm busy or whatever i, I really don't feel like sometimes i'm not like the director of the station i'm just getting shit done and i'm here to get shit done and i don't need to like glad hand everybody all the time but sometimes people like expect that from me and i hate that they're <laughs> yeah. like just because i'm sitting here means i must have something to do with something it's like maybe i'm just a regular person and i don't know anything about yeah it's like i mean i come here all the time and like you'll be on your laptop or screaming at it and, uh, <laughs> i'm just gonna and then i just pull my laptop out and we just sit there and work silently next to each other it's, right yeah it's like it's yeah it's uh common courtesy i guess like uh People don't have that anymore no, though uh -uh. you know I, they don't have common co common anything common sense yeah common yeah. courtesy i mean anything isn't there a rapper called common yeah he likes um, everyone but likes like, that if common. that guy had a like he was first comic up so he had, I probably had no clue we probably just thought it was an open mic but like you know if anybody had come up to me that night and just said hey uh actually somebody did but uh if anybody had come up to me like before and said hey uh i've got a show later and yeah, i want to put practice. me up early i want to i want to practice my set i don't want to deal with this right. can we can we do it can, can we do that i would have been happy to help absolutely and then there was another guy um with his brother 
And uh, the brother came up to me and he said, look, this is my brother's here. This is the first time he's ever done stand up. He's like, I'm not asking you to stop the music. He's like, can you just turn it down real quiet? And I was like, yeah, you know, and then uh, we gave the guy extra time. He did a great job. And like, it was, it was fun. You're not once, being unreasonable. Once people like figured out that it was cool and we could do cool stuff, like it was pretty fucking cool. Cause like, I'm thinking, you know, like these sounds are trippy, you know, like everybody at the brainwash is smoking weed outside. Like, yeah. like I, they're going <laughs> to love this, boop, boop, you know, boop, like, boop. but, uh, um, yeah, I don't know. But then, uh, so I told Tom about it and then Tom heard, uh, Tom didn't even bring it up and heard about it somewhere else from people that weren't even there. And I guess, you know, people are saying that, uh, uh, I somehow offended some girl that I don't know, which sounds like a weird, doesn't sound like a real thing. Yeah, um, that's not a real thing. Oh, God. Yeah. Here we go. You offended somebody. Yeah. And, uh, soft. They're like, yeah, and that that's girl soft. walked. Yeah, she just walked. She didn't even do her set. And I'm just like, whatever. Oh, well, more yeah. stage time for everyone else. Well, and this, the, this, the staff uh, there, the girls love the music, and the guy liked that... Uh, uh, a lot of the comics left because he could leave earlier that night. Yeah. Um, that hence the goal. But I mean, it was like about as loud as the betting right now. Gotcha. Yeah. Just background. Just, just background. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to play a song here real quickly. Take a little break, maybe smoke them if you got them. Uh, this is what I feel like all the time. This is Leave Me Alone by Michael Jackson. Remember, remember this great tune?
that was Michael Jackson from the album Bad, Leave Me Alone. Black. Oh. Yeah, that was, <laughs> well, actually, I think Off the Wall was the last time he was black. No, he had, um, he had a jury curl on Thriller. He was pretty, he was pretty white here on he the He was Michael getting Jackson, whiter. He's getting pretty yeah, white. Yeah, okay, during the bad hour. Yeah. That's what his. And that's what that song was about. They were saying, hey, uh, leave, me, leave alone. me alone. Don't talk about my new skin colors. And bubbles. And, and bubbles. And bubbles. And the strange monkey and the. And the oxygen tank. So um, we just said goodbye to Timothy Pizza. He's going to be back at 2 o'clock. He's going to be running the ones and twos, spinning for me and you. Right now, you guys... He left his dog, too, so I'm going to his dog. Yeah, so we definitely... Uh, we're keeping it collateral, and we're going to make him spin music later. Uh, so... You're on the Alta guest. We have special guests here. We have the band in the house, Latoya. The Glam Skanks are here. Introduce glam you guys. Skanks. Introduce yourselves, guys. Hi, I'm Ali. I'm the lead singer of the Glam Skanks. I'm V. I play lead guitar in Glam Skanks. My name is Millie. I play bass in the Glam Skanks. I'm Jackson Sparkles, and I'm the drummer. Yay! J- Jackson Sparkles. Jackson. Jackson Sparkles. Sparkles. All right. So you guys. And you have the glam here to prove it. All yeah. of you. <laughs> Absolutely. So they are on tour right now, and then they have a couple of shows. They have one tonight in Pacifica, correct? Yeah. And then one tomorrow night at the Knockout. Oh, knockout, that's yeah. So, so guys, uh, tell me about, uh, you guys are a band from L.A., all that fun stuff. You guys have been on your tour and what have you. Um, where have you guys been so far? We started in Eugene, Oregon, and then worked our way up to Portland, and then up through Washington into Seattle and then worked our way back down through all the same cities <laughs> to get to San Francisco. Yay. Are you traveling in a van together? Yes, we have a big star... It's called the Starcraft. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like the fact you have a naked. TV inside. It's really cool. Oh, sweet. Yeah, we watch a lot of movies and play video games in it. That's wow. awesome. That, the four of you are in a van all together. With our tour manager, who's actually not here, so there's technically five there's of us. five in a van. For, for two weeks, we've... And five of us crammed into one car. And who has the smelliest farts? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you said skanks, so I'm like, you guys are probably pretty dirty. Uh, who's the songwriter in your group? Um, mostly, we've all we all in some way contribute to to the songwriting. If it's either you know me and Allie coming in with something, and then everybody you know finishing it, or Allie coming in with lyrics and us making the music, or like Millie coming in with a bass part and us writing stuff to it, we kind of all that's awesome in our own, in our own way. There you go. So you group songwrite together, like during rehearsal. You're just like, all right, this is jam, man. No. Sometimes, Sometimes it'll be more like I'll like do a demo of something and then give it to everybody, and they'll put in their parts, or like somebody will be like, oh, what if we did this instead? And you know, so we've all. That's a healthy creative process. Yeah, everybody's included. Yeah, there's no ego tripping, <laughs> kind of stuff. You know, like, no, I want my song. No, this is mine. How, how long have you guys been together? We've, me and Allie have been doing this band for almost four years, oh, but wow. this lineup's been together for about a year and a half, almost two years. Cool. Yeah, it's a great lineup. <laughs> and do you guys, do you guys have, you guys have real jobs? Or is this, you guys are full-time, full-time band, bandies, banders? Um, it's hard to say if my job is a real job. <laughs> <laughs> I technically do, but I only work two days a week, so I'm like, is it really like having a real job? <laughs> Yeah. Me and, and Jake are struggling, struggling musicians. We <laughs> <laughs> have jobs. 
<laughs> I'm the only one with a full-time job. Oh, wow. Like 40 hours a week, so. Oh. She paints yeah. faces. Yes, I paint faces, and since I'm in Sherman Oaks, Los Angeles, I paint a lot of plastic faces. So, <laughs> so you can imagine what that's like. So if you work a 40-hour week, you guys just go out on weekends to do shows, or do you show, do shows on weeknights? You're, you're a trooper. Sometimes we do, yeah. yeah. Um, We're pretty much together like five days a week, whether yeah, it's practice or after. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah. And um, unsigned, you guys, you're putting out, you have your own album you put out? or? Well, it, it's weird because my dad runs an independent record label. Oh, so we were not technically signed, but he helped, you know, he recorded us. He pre- pressed everything and he's handling distribution and everything like that. Awesome. So it's Unison Music. Cool. The label that we work with. And you guys have an LP of like vinyl pressed or are you CD people or are you SoundCloud people? Or are you... Right now, we, we just got the CD pressed. Everything's on Spotify and iTunes and SoundCloud, and we're working on vinyl right now. But we do have a couple copies of our record over at Amoeba oh, here great. in San Francisco right cool. now. And yeah, hopefully we'll have vinyl done in the next month or so. It takes a little longer to get that made, so hopefully we'll have that done soon. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. So like now it's, you guys seem like it's um, like with, well, yesterday you guys like went to different record stores uh, around the area. How is it like just like, you know, having a band that's just coming up and having to be feet on the ground and like, hey, here's our CD. Can you try to sell it, please? Like how, like, how does that concept work? And actually, like, we didn't really go to the record stores to ask to put our stuff here. We had a really cool guy um, who saw us play at the Redwood in LA, and he used to work at the Amoeba here in San Francisco, and his boss is in charge of events, and he's basically a manager at the Amoeba here, and he was like, you have to like drop off a CD for him, like he's gonna love you guys. So we went to meet up with um, Brent yesterday from Amoeba SF, and he, loved us already and he didn't even hear our music and he was like i i'm a skank myself and and he was like oh like let's put your cds here right now and i want you to play here too and we're like wow this is happening so fast awesome this is awesome the the cover of your of your uh of your cd is amazing uh the 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 uh icon is that you guys use so you do have merch with that the lips and the and the lightning bolt because that's rad so you have like t-shirts and Cool, cool trucker hats? No, that's not Hell glam skanks. What are you guys? What's your merch? We have T-shirts. They don't have that specific image on them. We have T-shirts with a picture of us on them. Oh, your faces. We, we, have, do, we have stickers and buttons yeah. with the, the lips and the lightning bolt, and we're hoping to get like patches. Yeah. That made maybe bandanas or something. Glitter sparkle. Dude, have your skank skank fan club, man. Glam skanks. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Can I be a part of it? Yeah, so people should like you on Facebook. What else should they do? How do they follow you guys? They, they, uh, you guys have a website or? Yes, we have glamskanks.com. Glamskanks on Facebook, Instagram. Basically, just look up glamskanks. We're on every yeah, Twitter. We're on all of them. We're on iTunes and Google Play. Yeah, Google Play. Spotify, Google Spotify. Play, Apple Music, SoundCloud. <laughs> Good, hit it all. What What are some skanky things that you guys tweet? Get some, are, they, are they funny skanky or are they just really like tweet. I've never been a tweeter oh, okay. mostly those pictures of ourselves yeah. oh pictures oh okay I don't really mm. just more really the visual the you can see many video clips of us maybe karaoke ooh snapchats <laughs> of us getting into trouble there's a there's how long are you guys in town for 
we're here until we leave very, very late tomorrow night. Oh, okay. So you have shows tonight and tomorrow? Tonight where's your tomorrow. Where's your show tonight? We're, our show is at uh, Winter's Tavern in Pacifica. Winter's tonight. Tavern in Pacifica. And tomorrow it's at the Knockout. Knockout. Yeah, and then we're back home. Uh, well, we're in Ventura on Friday, but that's only an hour away from home. So that's kind of our last. Will spot. you drive through the night? Yes. yes. Oh, that's you will. Oh, that's real rock so star. So you, you take apart... You're, you you disassemble, you mm-hmm. strike your stage or whatever, put it in the truck, and who's the driver? Well, the tour manager. Yeah, oh, the tour manager. <laughs> oh, okay. The yeah. person not playing and working hard for hours and hours to please the people uh, in the club. See, so um, what's the song that we're going to play here? Um, the song is called Bad Bitch. Bad Bitch. Bad right. Bitch. Yeah, and it's basically our anthem to all the other bad bitches in the world. Sweet. And who are some of those bad bitches? Name some. Ooh. Who are some of your favorite bad Beyonce. bitches? Beyonce. <laughs> Beyonce. Oh. She Beyonce. was just in our hometown last Patty night. We Smith. didn't get to see her play. Yeah, Patty Smith. All yes. right, yeah. Debbie Harry, you know, all of them. Yeah. Sweet. Well, an ode or to the any, bad bitches out there. Bad bitches. Yeah, pretty much any woman. It doesn't matter. You don't <laughs> have to be woman, You're a bad bitch. <laughs> Would Britney Spears be a bad bitch? Well, she is I would say no. When she was younger. <laughs> when she shaved her head, that was a that pretty was a gangster move. <laughs> yeah. I don't know she why didn't I want brought it. that up. The reason she shaved her head is because she was worried about her child and she was going to get drug tested. And uh, so she really? had, dr- when your hair, like if you have LSD, if you take it, it's in your hair forever. Oh, yeah. So if they do a hair test, they, could, test, they yeah. can check. And so I think she shaved her head because she was worried about the custody of her kid. Wow. I thought she was just trying to be rebellious. Like, no. Because they can't hair test you if you don't have any hair. LSD and Britney Spears. It makes her a lot cooler, huh? I'm just, I'm guessing. I'm presupposing. It could have been heroin. So in Ode to the Bad Bitches, you guys can look up the glam skanks and we're Gonna listen to him right now here on MutinyRadio.fm. Yes. It should be up before. It should be up as well. Submix was up, and it should be.
bad bitch by the glam skanks. That was a lot of fun. You guys are seriously throwback to like 80s glam oh. rock. I love it. I love it. By the way, so like, what are some of your guys' like musical influences? Obviously, we kiss. know a little bit. <laughs> Clearly, Kiss. Rat, maybe. <laughs> no. On this band, or somewhere between Joan Jett and David Bowie. Oh, cool! Like, you know, yeah, yeah. The, the Runaways, sort of like all-girl punk band thing, mixed with you know the '70s glam and New York Dolls band oh, like totally. that. Oh, totally. T Rex. T Rex. Yeah. Queen. You know any of those? Queen. Yeah. 70s rock band. I I think that's something like you know that, especially in the music industry right now, because it's so stale. Like it's just like there's really nothing. Really, to me, there's not like a lot of. I mean, some of the stuff that's new is alright, but there's nothing that's just like in your face that is just like, oh my God, did you see this band? Oh, that, you know that kind of excitement. And do you think you guys are kind of like you know, especially with the genre of music that you guys are playing, because no one plays instruments anymore either. <laughs> uh, do you think that you know people will start to? actually like people who come to your shows you know appreciate the things that you do in your music and kind of like you're actually it's history that you guys are remaking you know that right so like when you have people come to your shows and say oh my god i've never heard this kind of music what's that feeling like <laughs> usually it's definitely younger people who, who say that because older people right away are like Oh, it's great yeah, to hear this they, kind of music. They get it. Oh, the runaways. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys wear uh, big sparkly platform heels, and is it difficult to perform in those? Yes, I do, and no, they are not. Who wears the sparkliest? His broke. They, they broke on the first day of this tour, so I've been wearing these pirate oh. boots the whole oh. tour, which is fun, but not as sparkly, and it makes me sad. Oh. And I left my... Pla uh, like pleather platforms at like a punk house. Oh, oh so I don't have those anymore, so I just perform with no shoes. Wow. Uh, but I like that better. I prefer that because then I can like prance around. And I don't, don't fall. It's <laughs> right. not embarrassing. And you know, I want to twist an ankle. That's that's, that's the hardest for me is working a Wawa pedal while wearing platforms. Like I can yeah. do anything else, but trying to work my pedals with platforms, like that's the hardest part. <laughs> I can jump off of things. That's all easy. It's like making sure. Yeah clicking all the right shit. You can turn it into a sport, though. Like, <laughs> wah, wah platform sport. People are, people are always so surprised, because, like, I'm sitting behind the drums, so I don't really see my shoes, and then, like, after, when we're done playing, I have these, like, three-inch platform shoes on, and they're like, dude, did you, like, play in those shoes? I'm like, yeah, I do it all the time. And he's wow. already super tall. Wow. Yeah, that, he's so much taller than us when he wears those damn Photo shoes. shoots are a nightmare. I'm like, they're so awesome. <laughs> I'm like, I always feel weird. But you can also jump your, or jump and click your heels together in those boots, too. Yeah, that, that's, why they, that's why they're broken. That's why the heels are completely the off. Well, if you guys, on your next photo shoot or whatever, just put him in the background and you guys be in the foreground and do one of those weird little tricks of like the eye where you Hobbit. look the same. Yeah, like from The Hobbit. Well, the last Make photo look shoot, the same. I, they all wore their boots and I just wore my socks. <laughs> I wanted to be a little closer to their height, but then it was weird when they did like full body pictures because you could see my socks. Oh, oh no. that's funny. But it's okay. <laughs> so, uh, so you guys asked where should you get food uh, in this neighborhood? Yeah, and we eat a lot. Like the yeah. whole entire tour, all we've been doing is eating. I think, I think we, we eat more than we play. Than we on this <laughs> well, here's the question. What kind of food do you want? And 
how far from here are you willing to go? And by that, I mean, I'm going to send you somewhere in the mission. Let me give you three options. Okay. Have you eaten burritos the size of your head yet? No. Okay. That's a San Francisco thing. I'd be down. That sounds amazing. Um, uh, Burritos are ubiquitous in the mission uh, and they're amazing Uh, a block from here Timmy just came back from there it's called El Matate now they have a tight burrito they have different kind of burritos real tight but uh, it's not like the it's not like the super mission burrito it's like so big and like so crazy and for that I would go to 24th Street Treat and 24th to um, Taqueria Victoria and they have an incredible it's so good and you can get street tacos and they're like 250 a piece unless you want to be cheap and you want to wait until 3 o'clock if you wait until 3 o'clock from 3 to 5 p.m. on 17th and Valencia at El Toro it's $1.50 tacos and you get free chips so for $3.26 you can get two tacos and I always get a carnitas and a carne asada and free chips and they have great salsa bar so if you want Mexican I do one of those but if you want to be like Okay, there's this place called Yamo, and it's Burmese food, and all their plates are six bucks. And it's like they have this black bean fish that's insane, and there's this noodle bowl with beef, which is crazy. That place is really great. It's on 18th and Mission. Or across the street from that is Bon Mi Sandwiches, but they have this fried fish Bon Mi Sandwich for $7. And there's a fried chicken one, too, and it's, like, crispy and amazing on this fresh roll. And it has, like, the pickled daikon and pickled carrots with the cilantro and the jalapenos, right? You know what I mean? And that, those are also... So it's, like... And they're all really close in this area, but those would be the places that I would send you if you're from far away. You're we'll making hopping. me hungry. Yamo Duck Loy. Or, or one thing from each. Been doing that. Like yeah. a smorgasbord kind of yeah, thing. We'll eat, and then like a little bit, and then go we'll to go to eat, go. and we'll be done, and we'll walk around to see what's going on, and we'll pass by a restaurant and look in the window like and be like, that looks like, really yeah. good. Like, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll like, look at the menu. Hit. Just make sure that you hit. I mean, it's they're so cheap. They're dollar fifty a piece. El Toro, Monday through Friday. 3 to 5 p.m. I go there constantly and every t- I've been going there for years. They used to be a dollar and I used to have I used they give you two tortillas and I used to have to be I was so poor that I'd take the tortillas apart and I'd take my one taco and make it into two tacos oh, yeah. with <laughs> extra salsa <laughs> and like ask for extra chips for my dollar and eight cents. Uh, things have changed now. Now I can afford two tacos at the dollar fifty yeah. price. So three twenty six tacos. I also love to eat. So um but tonight, I've never, I wouldn't know where to tell you in Pacifica. What, so what time, your show's at 8 o'clock, except now you're going to do karaoke first, possibly, yeah. Yes, yeah. for sure. That's so not a bad go idea. Go down to Pacifica. In, this is a beautiful day to be hanging out in the mission, too. Did you guys actually find parking? Because that's miraculous. We took we a took lift. lift. Oh, you took a lift? Always Smart. took lifts. Yeah, so you want to drive that van around here right now. They got you rock parked star the parking. van somewhere. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah, they have Rockstar parking at my crib. So oh, fantastic. Don't give it up. Like, yeah. They've been really wise. Like, we're not giving this it's, shit up. It's <laughs> really, it's this, this neighborhood is notoriously difficult to park in. Yeah, that's why I was like. Yeah. It's, yeah. Since we've gotten to town, we've just taken lifts everywhere and left our van because... Yeah, you don't want to yeah. park. Oh, so scary. Yeah, and we plus for parking enough in LA, so it's like. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, it's just like you know, here. I mean, at least we have decent uh, public transportation, yeah, and the city do. is small enough where you know, if you are taking a Lyft or Uber, it won't charge you out the asshole. We'll, we'll do. We'll do some 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 quick questions, really quick. Uh, number one: Do people from LA hate people from San Francisco? No. 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 Oh, that's so funny. They hate people from LA. Isn't people that from funny? LA just don't like each other because we all know what everybody else is about. So <laughs> like 
I think people it's here are more mellow. Yeah, people here are I've cooler. been noticing that when I go to bars, like everyone's... I think it's understandable to hate people from L.A. Because yeah. <laughs> a lot of people there suck. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're full of shit. Yeah, what? everyone's <laughs> fake and... We're yeah, dramatic. What's, what's better, the Dodgers or a Dodger dog? Dodger dog. Dodger, Dodger dog. dog. Dodger dog better than the Dodgers. We, we these are these are important LA questions. <laughs> we like food. We don't care about. Yeah, the, uh, these are the important questions. Uh, question number three: How much does an average beer cost in LA? Ooh, like seven dollars. Wow. Yeah. Like for like a for like an IPA or like for like Just a Coors. Seven anything. Yeah, Corona. Oh, oh. If you want a PBR, maybe four dollars. Oh my gosh. And like cocktails are like twelve and up. Yeah, that's about that's about right. I like to go to this bar called Jameson's. They have like these five dollar pitchers that I get oh, all the time. Nice. I got kicked out of Jameson's because I had a fake ID <laughs> <laughs> when I was younger. Right, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> but but here's the thing: rent is cheaper. Oh, it is. Yeah, it is. Rent. So rent. Still so oh my god! Yeah, Unless you live where we live, deep in Van Nuys, then yeah, it's really cheap. Van, not Van, not Venice, Van Nuys. Van Nuys. Different, deep different. In, uh, deep in the valley. Very wow. Deep in the valley. Deep in the valley. But you guys got a pool, man. Yes. Yeah. Pool. You need a pool. Do you have pool? Yeah. Do you have pool parties where you guys play as a band and invite your friends no, over? Our neighbor's our crazy, us, so and I hope he's listening. <laughs> yeah, I don't know your he's name, but nuts. I hope you're listening. He sends us letters. Title, it says, like, Dear Party House. <laughs> you have been loud on this day at this time. When we're just hanging out by the pool, like, at 5 o'clock p.m. He got mad at us for wow. listening to music at, like, 3 o'clock. We were listening to our own record. Wow. wow. That guy's a shithead. Mm-hmm. Wow. He's a shithead. It, it must yeah. be hard to be so eating your we, own shit I mean, all the time. we could do a show, but we would get the, co- the cops. The cops would come yeah, so they quickly. They already came. to throw a house show, but we just, until they move away, we can't. Oh, wow. Are they older? Yeah. yeah. Have to see when they, well, I'm sure they're going to go on a cruise to Greece soon, so just make and sure that you yeah, have the party when they're in Greece. Like, we'll send them to a hotel for one night if we have to. Oh, my God. That's great. such a good idea. So, that yeah, would be such neighborly. a good idea. They'd rather us just not have fun. That's because they're going to die soon. That's why. Oh, people. <laughs> you should write a song about him. Yeah. You should write a song. Yeah. You should write a song about the assholes of LA and then, you know, just name some specifically, but it'd be weird because the people wouldn't know who this random neighbor is. Just, you know, put them in a in a nice chorus Terrible or something. Neighbor. Yeah, he ought to be flattered someone's talking about him. That's more like death metal or something. <laughs> punk is more that's more of the punk pop now than stuff. Uh a more strange questions uh, about LA. Um how many boob jobs do you see on an average day walking down the street? At your work. Look, Millie just took over the mic. I work in the beauty industry at the mall Bloomingdale's oh, nice. in LA. And if you can imagine, I see plastic everything. And I see women who are probably like 90 years old, but their face is like trying to be like they're 20 years old. But then if you see their neck, oh, like right. you cannot hide your age on your neck, ladies. That's the thing. And then, so buy some neck cream now. Yeah, neck to firm right now. <laughs> so many boob jobs. A lot of people try to look like the Kardashians. So you'll oh, see no. a lot of huge lips. Um, ass. Fake asses. Yeah. What, what is worse, a bad boob job or a bad facelift? 
I'd say facelift because it scares you when they make eye contact with right, you and right. you're like not sure Absolutely. Like, if this is a wax so person. Really nose job, like, I'm very judgmental of people who have bad, bad Well, the, the <laughs> trick about the plastic surgery is that you have to get it before you need it and then you don't tell anybody about it. Yeah. You're not supposed to walk around and be like, look at my new thing. You're, you're not, I mean, I don't agree with it and I would have, but that's the thing, like, I would have to hide it. It would be like, yeah. I'm going on vacation to the Maldives or whatever. And yeah. then you come back a month later and it was like, God, you look so great. And you're like, well, that's what vacation does to you. you know? <laughs> but really you were just holed up in your house for a month because they ripped your uh, face off and put it back on. Yeah. Right. So sucks to be well, 40. And it kind of makes like the people who don't have any surgery look really unique and more beautiful because Aww. it's like, oh, wow, like age gracefully. Like I think people who just age gracefully look yeah. beautiful. Like you don't yeah. need yeah. to. Thank you, man. <laughs> why do women have to do it? Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. The, the strange beauty myth that's perpetuated by it's LA. So I'm afraid to go down there. And it, the thing is, as a comedian, I'm a stand-up comedian. And uh, as a comic, people keep saying, oh, San Francisco, San Francisco, nothing's ever going to happen until you go to LA or you go to New York or whatever. But I don't ever want to go to LA because I don't wear makeup and I'm just so afraid to walk down the street and feel judged. You know, like I'm this, or just not even, yeah. maybe not even judged, but just not considered a real person because I don't put that much work into my appearance. Like I'm just sort of afraid that I'll, I'll be negated as this weird old lady and they'll be like, where are your children, you freak? If you're in Van Nuys, you don't have to worry about yeah. that. No problem. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, I also live in Silver Lake, which is a really cool spot. And like yeah. people yeah. are more like down to earth and it's the best like San Francisco like vibe I can find in LA because I was like if I'm gonna move to LA it better be like close to a feeling of San Francisco sure. I'm not and so I found a spot in like Venice Beach my, my friend lived in Venice for a while she was like on that the road shot well which is right behind like it's the beach and then there's houses and then yeah. there's this little shot well and then her house was there we could sit in one window and see the ocean it was very exciting we did a lot of drugs in that house it was did, fun. Yeah. Venice was fun are you so are all you guys originally from LA I know you're not really but originally yeah we're pretty much all from yeah. LA yeah born and raised West Hollywood oh see, wow see and that's 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 the positive side of it because you guys are actually true Los Angelans, or uh, Los Angelinos. Did I say that yeah, right? Angelina. Yes, that's it. Yeah. I refer to myself as an angel. An angel. Oh, an there angel. You go. See, that's nice. I like that. It's a poor Angelino. Yeah, just never call us Frisco, and we're okay. Oh, I think yeah. we'll all get along. Look, yeah. I don't like when people say Frisco. No, it, like, it, they're like, oh, so you're from Frisco, and I'm like, Ooh. that's what my dad said. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Hemingway, let me punch you in the mouth. Okay, but nobody calls it Frisco. We say SF. Uh, so. Before you guys uh, get out of here, we've been talking to the Glam Skanks. Give us, you guys look like a really happy band. You look like you all get along. Can you tell us the three main tips that you can give to other bands so that they won't kill each other? Because you guys, have, you've, been in a, you've been in a van for two weeks with each other and another in your manager, and you're all alive and you look happy. Yeah. yeah. So what are the tips to keep a good band together? Karaoke. 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 Drink together. Drink Art. together. No, Let's but, party together. I think one real thing though is um, a lot of bands don't like hang out as a band outside of like band functions. Oh. Like, they'll, like a culture shop yeah. with each other. It's like, like they'll meet up just like for that. practice or just for a show, but like we'll just be like, hey guys, let's go out tonight and just have fun. Like it's healthy. Don't worry about like music. Don't worry about band stuff. And we just like go out dancing or go out karaoke or go out eating food. So your actual friends, not just yeah. Yeah. And none of us is like super bossy. We all like pretty much are really chill. Like we're all just like <laughs> what? <laughs> 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 
kidding. Well, when she's drunk, she's really bossy and yeah. sassy. Oh, you? But you're the most. Oh, you're the most. Yeah. I'm like, all fingers are pointed. She bites Look at how well they communicate. It's so great. All the time. Look what you started, Pim. Yeah, I'll still go with the flow, but Ali will be like, no, I have to eat this food right now. Right now. So you guys are called the Glam Skanks, and what do you what do you think about? Do you guys have the problem of like guys hitting on you constantly, and how do you deal All with that? Time, how, yeah. do you, yeah, how do you? Regardless of whether we were we called ourselves skanks, we'd still have the same exact problem. So right. How do you deal with it? How do you deal with the hecklers yeah. that are trying to? I mean. Don't make eye contact. Yeah, just fucking don't make. Eye contact. I just have an ignore. attitude and I ignore them and I act like I don't want to be anywhere near them and they oh, eventually yeah. get the hint. Sometimes I just swoop in and say I'm dating one of them. Oh, that's and nice. And then they'll leave. Oh yeah, seriously. Or sometimes they still don't. So. <laughs> and, but the guys, they they flock. Thank you and walk away. I'm just like thanks, thanks, great. Uh, yeah, like, peace. Yeah, I'm an avoidance kind of person too. I'm still nice. I'm never mean. Yeah. yeah. It depends on also like how they talk to you. Cause like one guy at a show came up to me one time and he saw me with my big, you know, curly hair. He comes up to me and he goes, Oh, you could be Tina and I'll be Ike and I'll hit you. Oh. And I just looked at him. That's not attractive. Didn't say anything and he looks back at me and goes, That was bad, wasn't it? I was like, Yeah, that was really bad. I walked away. That fool didn't realize that statement would be what an it's asshole. It's like really bad. Yeah, like when somebody says something really, really obnoxious no, like I that, would, then yeah. I have an attitude. But if they're yeah. just like a little bit annoying, I'll you know, I'll yeah. humor them a little bit. But yeah, so it depends on the, the vibe that I get. Have you guys ever been stalked as a band? Do you have a number one fan on Facebook that sends oh, you weird messages? Yeah. Oh, we well, shouldn't I talk about it. She sits her head down and goes, one fan, Carter. The Nihilic Master. <laughs> he is our number one fan. He yeah, shows up to all him. our shows. He, he dances. He's very passionate. Like, that's awesome. Oh, that's yeah. rad. So he really. He didn't get the. Um, he didn't get the, the press kit, but he did one anyways. We got a amazing B plus. He says. Yeah, well, yeah he's, he's one of our most passionate fans, so I would like to give him a shout out. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, but I won't go into detail, but there are a couple of weird stalker people. Yeah. But that's all I'll say. <laughs> but that's, I mean, it's, it's bound to happen. I've had people stalk me here that have come to the station when no one else has been here and come in and, like, kind of accost me. And it's been kind of, it's been interesting. It's been, it's, it's weird when you be, you know, when you're on stage and when you're a persona and you have your band. People think they know you, or if they listen to your music, they feel like they know you somehow, or maybe people listen to me on the radio and they think they know me. But it's like, man, you don't know me. You don't yeah. get to come in here and talk about our relationship. We don't have a real I don't even know who you are. There is no relationship. There's no relationship. I also am not a shape-shifting alien, although he said that I sometimes I change into an old lady and um, with a stroller. And it's true, I do. I'm a nanny, so I nanny all the time. But I'm definitely not a shape-shifting alien. Anyways, he was... The crazy people sometimes follow you. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it happens. Yeah. 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 I've been there. It's, uh, it made me feel... And when that happened, I was like, oh, my God, this I, I feel famous for the first time ever. <laughs> like, once you have a real person that's after you, that's when you're like, oh, I'm making a difference in the world, you know? <laughs> like, my art is really affecting people. All right, your art is affecting people. Yes, it is. Glam Skanks. Uh, love your name. Loved your song. Good luck tonight in Pacifica. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so much for being here on MutinyRadio.fm. Uh, send us we'll, we'll have to go over to Amoeba and pick it up yeah or get it on Spotify or iTunes and what's the name of the We'd album again play. the album is called Glitter, Glitter City. City Glitter City 
Sounds like Glitter Kitty. Close enough for me. Sounds like Glitter Shitty. Which is a nice one, too. In rehearsal, we'll refer to it as Glitter Titties. Oh, that's glitter nice. Titties. Yeah. Well, if you get drunk, you can be like, this is our new album, Glitter Shitty. You know? Because you'll just pronounce it wrong and be a little bit slurry and nebrious, you know? So, good times. Everybody go out and buy it right now. Now. Right now. Glam Skanks. Glitter City. City. I not titty. Said, not titty or shitty. But it all rhymes. We love rhyme. Uh, we're going to be right back here and to say goodbye on the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm. of our podcast here on the AltaCast of Mutiny Radio.fm. I've been your host, Pam Benjamin. I've been joined by the amazing LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth. Uh, we thank her so much for bringing the glam skanks by. Also, thanks to Timothy Pizza for giving us a pizza minute yeah. here uh, and his dog, Aldo. Also, big thanks to Melissa Moore out with drugpolicy.org. Check them out. Um, changing the drug policy of America, trying to legalize marijuana and uh, have some harm reduction here. Uh, also going out to uh, Jeff McHugh. Here's to you, Jeff McHugh. Uh, sorry that it sucks that you're dead, dude. But hey, I believe that every time you remember somebody, they're still alive. So uh, I will do the McCutie and sometimes wear um, bowling shoes in your memory. All right. Thanks so much, everybody, for being here on the AltaCast. We'll talk to you next week on Wednesdays. Bye. Noon to two. Bye. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious.
But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission High vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission High for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Oh. Well, hey there, 
San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find counter-offer, and my offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son. and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Oh, happy hour. What could be happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience? Puppets, kittens, unicorns, porn maybe? Oh, well, stage time makes them happy and this super happy comedy open mic is open every Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. But you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at Mutiny Radio FM Index at Podcasts. PCRcollective.org. So come live or listen later or to every happy hour mic Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio FL Mutiny Radio. I just fucked that up again. What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah! You got it. I got it. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. 
Choke Workshop. Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Informed specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Blender's Bar. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere fun. $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. 